With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. The volume. No! Oh my God! How could he do that? Are you on Donate cha- What? Charles Darwin. The nerves is where it's at. Welcome everybody back into Nerd Sesh. As always, I'm Carson Forever and alongside me is Logan Camden and we have got to talk about a little Monday Night Football, Logan, because we just saw the Chargers lose in the most Chargers fashion imaginable. As always, it comes down to the final drive of the game and things just go south. So that's a Cowboys bounce back win in the books after last week's shocking loss to the Niners. Considering all that, what did you take away from this game? You know, Carson, I still think the Cowboys are really flawed, and uh, I think they're definitively fourth in the NFC for me, man. Uh, yeah. One, the coaching decisions from McCarthy and Staley both in this game, man. Look, Carson, we talked about this. We texted during the game, and it's a fundamental difference that we have. I'm, I watch Steelers football. When the Steelers get in the red zone and it's close, we like 90% of the time we take the points, and I always think that is the way to go. Both of these teams, multiple times, let's go for it on fourth down and let's not take the points. And it, you know, it, it, those points add up, man. They're free at that point when you're down there in the red zone. I know the analytics say, you know, you should go for it if you're this, you know, close to the end zone. What did you think about all the coaching decisions? Because I thought this epitomized all the stuff we talk about Staley, all the stuff we talk about McCarthy and their boneheaded decisions. I just think it's foolish, man. When you get down there and there's free points on the board, just take them man the, the the chargers and cowboys no. combined tonight left like nine to 12 points on the board i have many many problems with both mike mccarthy and mm-hmm. brandon staley as coaches i think mccarthy blunder just gave up a chance at a free play with that whole timeout debacle at the end of the first half mm-hmm. i think brandon daly brandon staley does something mind-blowingly dumb pretty much every game and i just think the chargers have so many lapses they make so many mistakes that it's just a product of poor coaching but to me, when you are driving, when you are inside mm-hmm. the 20, like the Cowboys were, 
QB sneaks have had a 79% success rate since 2016 in those situations. That's just the smart football play, especially because this is not Steelers football, Logan. This wasn't the best offensive performance from either of these two teams, but these are two high-powered offenses who are expecting to have to put up a lot of points to win these games. That just feels like a results-based, not process-based takeaway to me. I think most of the time, that is the right decision, and in games like this, field goals often feel like minus four instead of plus three games between teams of this caliber offensively I should say so I was good with those decisions okay I understand where you're coming from because that is the other side of the coin right if you do kick a field goal and it comes back to bite you on the ass where you're beat by four points or less it's oh we let that possession go to waste I'm normally a take the points guy but you see the struggles man for both of these teams but the Cowboys too in the red zone man you've got to finish these drives and the Cowboys without Kellen Moore have really struggled to period now some of this they're really close on the cusp. Uh, Michael Gallup drops a TD uh, at the end of this game. Dak Prescott slightly overthrows Tony Pollard. Uh, it, it's They were really close, but both of these teams struggle in the red zone, and that's going to be an issue that rears its ugly head. You know, that's still the biggest issue for the Cowboys to me, Carson, and that the fact that they cannot reliably get a running game going behind Dak Prescott. Tony Pollard again struggles in this one, and this is a Chargers team that is you know, been ups and up and down in terms of rushing defense, and the Cowboys struggle to run the ball again. And so those are still my biggest issues with the Cowboys. This is a good win. It's a good bounce back win. It's a good football team. The Chargers are great. or They're not great, but they're a good team. This is a good win for the Cowboys, but they've still struggled to run the ball, which I think you need to give Dak. Dak played a really good game tonight. I was impressed with Dak. He was rolling out of the pocket. He was making good decisions. He was making good throws. He was on time. He was on target, but... The Cowboys have consistently failed to get the running game going, which, again, I think they need when it comes playoff time, and they have to finish drives in the red zone, which they haven't shown us, Carson, through six weeks that they can get in the end zone. That's the biggest issue to me with Dallas and why they're concretely four for me out in the NFC right now, man. I think that they have to be four, and this is the second consecutive week that they've really struggled to run the football. I do remain very underwhelmed by their offense. This was... Maybe Dak's best game of the year, but we've talked about how he's been up and down. He's made too many mistakes. He hasn't been fully in sync with the receivers here. It was really nice to see sort of a Brandon Cook's breakout game. I still think that guy is so talented and can be so productive, and it was good to see him get going with some really big plays in this one. And I thought the Chargers defense honestly played a really good football game. I thought that they were very physical at the point of attack. I thought that they had a big part in shutting down that run game and I thought that they got a whole lot of pressure and that pass rush has continued to progress over these last few weeks underwhelming start now it's coming on strong with that star talent that you expect to produce more but it's still the Chargers defense and it's a defense that hasn't really fared that well against anybody up to this point got shredded by the Dolphins I mean, let up more to the Titans than you would like. Pretty much got shredded by the Vikings, but turnovers helped them a little bit there. A very timely turnover in particular. So I don't view that as a good defense. And I do think that leaving this game with just 20 points against them is underwhelming. But this does feel like it says more about the Chargers to me. Or really that this game was in their hands. And I feel like this was the rare loss that was actually on Justin Herbert. Generally, we are 
I would say Herbert defenders, and there's the dynamic of people who are like, well, Herbert's basically got a 500 record. How could he be so infallible? And it's, well, he's consistently had some of the worst defenses and coaching and run games in football. And the run game is legitimately awful. They and the Bucks, the last two years, are like in a tier of their own in terms of just inability to run the ball week in, week out. But Herbert actively cost them points on a couple occasions in this game. First half, misses Keenan Allen wide open on what could have been a touchdown on the sideline. Missed him on another big third down in that first half where he was open, just underthrew him. Missed him on that double move where he was streaking up the sideline in the second half. That should have been a touchdown. He nearly threw a pick to Deron Bland that was in and out of his hands. He blew them another touchdown, which luckily on fourth down they were able to convert, but that throw to Eckler that was late and behind him. Listen, the final drive, I think you can't put on him that much just because the protection wasn't there. He has the sack and then... The interception to me, a sack ends the game there. You're not going to convert a fourth and 20, so I don't have a problem with him trying to make a play happen. But this was the best the defense has played. They stepped up. They put you in a position to win this football game, and he made too many mistakes throughout, cost them too many potential big plays with off-target throws. This one is on him. I wholeheartedly agree with you, Carson. And Herbert's a guy that I still think is, you know, a top-five QB in the league. I think he's... For me, four or three mm-hmm. between him and Joe Burrow, it's a toss-up. And you still see the flashes of why people fall in love with Justin Herbert. That yeah. one time when the edge rusher got home off that play-action fake and he bends his arm and somehow gets that ball out, he's got a rocket on his shoulder, man. He's so great at evading pressure, at getting out of creating. He can scramble a little bit. But, yeah, he cost on this game. I mean, point blank, dude. You laid out all the plays. I thought there was another one, too, where uh, Bland dropped a pick earlier right. in this game that could have been another one on his uh, on his stat line. I think Herbert did ca- uh, cost them in this game. But you're right, too, man. It's hard to judge him when there's so many issues surrounding this Chargers team. The running game, the offensive line isn't great. I do think he's got good receiving talent. I think Keenan Allen is awesome, man. You see him all over this game. I felt like he was open all night, and Herbert, again, mm-hmm. misses him on three throws that changed the dynamic of this game. And also, too, another part uh, of why this game was so close and why they even had an opportunity at the end of this game was because of that disastrous muffed punt right. where, you know, I think Tolbert thought that it had bounced off of the punt returner, and so he goes to return it, and it gifts the Chargers points there. So that's another reason why this game is, is even close. I, I don't have... Any faith in the Chargers, man. I think that this is Brandon Staley's last year as head coach. I don't think he knows what he's doing. I think Kellen Moore should be promoted to uh, to HC. I think they need to invest in this offensive line. And then, you know, the defense played a great game today, Carson. I still think they are a far ways away from being competitive. Their D-line got home, like you mentioned, but... The biggest issue to me with the Chargers is they cannot cover over the middle. Those intermediate middle routes where they crossed over, uh, if it was C.D. Lamb... Uh, whoever it was over the middle of CD most of the night, where Dak is just finding that middle zone behind the linebackers and in between the safeties, and the Chargers have consistently gotten picked apart there. Uh, I, I agree with you, though, about Brandon Cooks, too. I think that's a dynamic that the Cowboys need to lean into. You are not overwhelmingly talented at that position, and if you cannot get the running game going, you have to supplement it somehow. This offense cannot solely be on the shoulders of CeeDee Lamb. And Brandon Cooks is a baller, man. Get him the rock and let him go to work a little bit. Uh, I think that's something the Cowboys need to tap into if they want to take their offense up another notch. But 
I don't even have the Chargers like remotely close to being contenders as much as I love Herbert. I mean, normally, transcendent quarterback talent can you know cover up for everything. Uh, bad coaching, bad offensive line, bad weapons, no running game, bad defense. Herbert is not a cure-all, and again, this is probably not the game to be making that case because Herbert cost them this game. Uh, I don't even, the Chargers aren't even close to being on my radar, and it's disappointing because I had them as a, you know, as a playoff team this year. How is Justin Herbert going to miss the playoffs again? I, they're, they're so far away, man. It's just disappointing. Well, I didn't have them as a playoff team, but I did expect them to be a good football team because you thought the line was improved. You thought this should be the healthiest and best group of weapons he's had. Of course, that has changed with the Mike Williams injury, and they just continue to be so unfortunate on that front. But the defense, unless they continue to play at this level, I think is among the handful of worst in football, a bottom 10 defense, I would say, definitely. And that just really limits what you can do. Found an interesting stat. Coming into this game, Herbert was 14-1 and when the Chargers held the opposing team to 20 points or less. So that's what I'm saying. Historically, he does his job when they play capable defensive games. This has been an elite offense. Crazy thing about that stat, Logan. The only loss on Herbert's resume under those circumstances was a 20-17 to loss to the Cowboys. Exact same score as tonight from two years ago. How about that? But to me, they have too many flaws. They can't run the football. They're bad defensively. They're poorly coached. What is the difference between this year's team and last year's team? I just don't see one now that the receiving core is injured anyways. So they're not a complete football team. Staley has to be gone. That's been obvious to everyone with eyeballs for a year at least. And the penalties are killer in this game. These were two teams that played undisciplined what felt like poorly coached football games and that's the story that's what it felt like at points in this game it was all right who can blow more red zone opportunities who can miss out on more opportunities for big time plays who can have that killer special teams moment that's what the Chargers have been known for more than anyone but the Cowboys have had their fair share of untimely mistakes like that over the last couple years too of coaching blunders of all those things and it's hard to fully buy in on either of these teams because of that, but I do think the Cowboys are in a different tier because that defense is just on another planet, and this wasn't their most dominant game, but they came up with that big-time pressure when they needed it. And I really think that the Cowboys could have put up, you know, 34 points or something in this game with the way they moved the ball. Again, it was just execution in big spots where you could say similar things for the Chargers, but it felt like the Cowboys were way closer again Dak just misses Pollard. Michael Gallup drops a touchdown in this game. Dak played a really good football game. And even without a running game, they were still a good football team with the defense behind them. The one thing that I came away from this game that I thought was pretty funny was, I was like, damn, you know, if the Cowboys fire Mike McCarthy at the end of this year, if this goes south and this is uh, McCarthy's last year in Dallas, it'd be awesome if you had a young offensive coordinator waiting in the wings that you could promote to head coach, man. The Chargers have lucked into that boat where I think I'm not even mad. I would be happy as a Chargers fan that if you let Staley go, awesome. Give Kellen more the reins. Let him take over the offense. Let him overall the team. Uh, I I do think the Cowboys bundled that move, man, by by letting Kellen Moore go. Uh, I know he wasn't great last year. You know, he schemed up, I think, a, a little too much stuff downfield for Dak. That's why he had all the interceptions, right? But his track record, he's been a top five offensive coordinator for three years. I think the Cowboys really messed that up by not not giving him the reins and turning it over to him because I think we've seen legitimate regression and I think some of that can be uh you know uh 
because of the play calling, uh, the, you know, differences that we've seen. So I think the Chargers are going to be really happy if they promote uh, Kellen Moore, and I think it's an, inevitabi- an, an inevitability at the end of this season. Yeah, I know that there have been questions about if Moore has that sort of head coaching personality at this age, but Mike McCarthy is not a guy that I would want to invest in. Brandon Staley certainly isn't a guy who I want to be invested in long term, so I would take Moore just because of his mind above both those guys. And we've seen dudes who don't have conventional head coaching personalities step up in a big way, and it's great to have a brilliant offensive mind leading your football team, period, point blank. It's the same old story to some extent. Again, the Chargers defense played better today, came into this game 30th in yards allowed per drive, terrible, and they still allowed more than 34 yards per drive, which is basically that average that they have allowed up to this point that is towards the bottom of the league, but they got some pressure. They made some big situational plays. They were able to shut down the run game. But they lose in a painful fashion because that's just what they do. No, Carson, you came up with a verb, though, a couple weeks ago, my friend. You see a classic charger. The chargers are going to charger, man. Yeah, I don't know if I invented that, but it is a long, long lineage of the chargers doing what they do best, and that is blowing football games. So if you guys enjoyed this little quick reaction, then the good news is you can find all of our shows with video on the volume YouTube page. You can listen to the show across audio platforms, and you can follow us across social media, TikTok and Instagram at nerd sesh, Twitter at nerd underscore sesh. And with that, as always, appreciate you guys. I've been Carson Brabber. I've been Logan Camden. And this was Nerd Sash. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.